Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The sun hangs heavy over the Valley of the Setting Sun. The Valley of the Setting Sun is a Scion 2nd edition game set in Phoenix, Arizona, and starring Craig as Sir Nicholas, Slavek as Jesse, and Mitch as Gary. Join our heroes as they adjust to their new powers and navigate the tangled roots of the Scion community. Will our heroes be able to achieve their destinies, or will their bones be left to dry under the desert sun? You can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, where you can find a link to our Discord. Alright, so yeah, so you're gonna try to sneak through the, uh, the camp, I guess. I suppose as much as we can. Alright, yeah. Alright, so all three of you, give me a cunning and subterfuge. Is my breaking into places specialty work? Yes. Here? Yes. You're breaking into a place. Three successes. Nick botched. Four successes for Gary. Wow, you're you're great at breaking into places. <laughs> uh, so I guess we're we max out our momentum at least. So here's how this is gonna go. So the three of you managed to get creep forward onto like the platform and like past the uh first group of deists, no problem. But once you get deeper and you're you're like in like a hallway between like several uh different rooms you hear like a commotion behind you you hear some people saying the word troll beans whispered around here and there nick is going to take a big smell of the air and see if it smells like troll you get you get a whiff of troll yes you can't you can't really see on the platform right now because you were like you 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 gone past the doorway in the down the hallway but you think you sort of recognize the smell of like the trolls you met earlier does it sound or smell like they're getting closer to us uh, not yet. You, you, it's just like a whiff in the air, and you, the, from the uh, voices of the uh, people in the rooms around, they're starting to like mill about now. So, all of you, give me a. I'll accept either a cunning or dexterity and subterfuge. Three successes for Gary. Five successes for Jesse. I'm I'm distracted. I guess <laughs> zero. With zero successes, you definitely Gary and Jesse are very easily you know sneaking around and doing their stuff, being Norse ninjas somehow. And so then, you know, Nick, you, 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 your sword, you're just not used to sneaking around with a sword at your belt. You know, you, you keep on knocking stuff over, you know, digging it against the walls. People are hearing the noise and reacting to it, but they're not quite on to you just yet. Uh, okay, everyone give me the same, that roll again one more time. Uh, I might use uh, a dot of momentum. Yes, please. Or like spend two. <laughs> You've been putting two. into it the entire game. All right, two is good. One success for Gary. The Grand Seducer. Three for Jesse. Lots of successes. Yes, so I guess, yeah. You know, I guess uh, the uh, lessons from Gary and Jesse are just finally kicked in. He just ninjas his way, does action roll silently past like a doorway. Like, give me a little bit like a, like a little image of how you're sneaking around. Well, I think Nicholas just realized that he just been walking really quietly and then looks over, sees... Uh, Jesse and Gary are like crouching and moving place to place. And then he's like, oh, I should probably, you know, not stand straight up. <laughs> and so with that, that's enough. You definitely like there are people are starting to walk about now that you've gotten past the camp and you're, fi- you're just outside of the uh, room where you Gary, you know, the uh, maze maker is behind on the other side of the doorway. Jesse, do you think you could uh, open this quietly? I can try. 
And Jesse takes out his tools. All right. Yeah. Cunning and uh, subterfuge or dexterity. I'll accept either. And you're breaking into places. Six, six successes. You just breathe on the lock and it just opens, essentially. Got it. And so, yeah, you open it up and you've, you do just go through the door. Do you like peek through? What are you doing? Well, just like, you know, with one finger, just like slowly let it open, see what's on the other side. All right. So, yeah, as you open it slowly, you see a cage. And in the cage, you see, you know, this huge, like six foot, you know, big arms, very hairy, a minotaur sitting, you know, sitting on the, in the cage. It's got the bull head, horns, and it, just, it looks right at you when you open the door. So we're busting him out then. Did only Jesse see him or does everyone else see him? I'll say just, just Jesse for now, unless he wants to like open the door oh, all the yeah. way. Okay. Hi. Hmm. Want to get out of here? Mm-hmm. All right, guys, going to need some help here. Is he in there? And Jesse opens the door so they can see. Oh, holy crap, there's a maze maker in there. Nick realizes that uh, A, that the maze maker is probably a minotaur, and B, it probably doesn't help to insult him by pointing out what he is. So, yeah, at this point, you definitely hear like distant shouts and stuff, stuff of a like, commotion going on behind you. I think my guy's got here. Let's, uh, let's get him out of here quick. Jesse, Jesse op- open the cage. Yeah. Jesse will try to open the cage. All right, give me the roll. Guys, you think I should spend momentum on this, or do you think I got it? One can hurt. Yeah, spend a little momentum. All right, I'll spend one. Then. Nick, Nick will draw his sword um, and face the other way, just keep an eye out. That's enough, yeah. This one, you definitely tell the lock was a lot more complicated for this one, but you still, it's not not only match for you, and you open it up with the click. You see the Minotaur, you know, it cautiously and slowly like goes towards the open gate. It's slow and moving. It's like it was, its legs wobble a bit as it stands up. Carmen Gander, what's up with them? You just then you see just it whispers to you, look at his wrists, his neck, and you definitely tell like there's some red marks, like like something was tied around it. Maybe you see a couple of like scars or like some bruises around him. Give him a beer. Uh, Sir Nick opens his uh, backpack um, and pulls one of the few remaining beers out of there, cracks it, and hands it to the Minotaur. Okay, now you got me wondering how the Minotaur would react to beer. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it, it looks at it, and it sniffs it, and then it just sort of wrinkles its nose a bit. It just says, it's gone bad. That's the point. They already gave me food that got went bad. Uh, Sir Nick will take a sip of it. No, no, it it got better. Okay. It, it, the voice is oddly soft for the, like the imposing musculature of the thing. And as you look again, you would definitely tell like the face, it looks sort of youngish. At least we, from what you can tell from it. So can I use manipulation and persuasion to calm him down, let him know that we're friends and to follow us to safety? Yeah, I'd, I'd accept that. Yeah. We're here to get you out. Go ahead and drink that. It'll refresh you a little bit. We're going to get you out. I got guys out there right now helping us out, probably. Let me do the roll real quick. Six successes. Wow. It looks at you with the big eyes. It's almost like a child looking up at you. It just instantly trusts you. And then just, it just nods its head. Those big puppy cow eyes. Exactly. Nick proffers the beer once more. The, yeah, it takes it and it takes a sip. And you definitely tell it. It, it wrinkles its nose at the taste. Yeah, no one likes it at first. Don't worry. Okay. And there's plenty more back at the castle. You can have it. I'm assuming it. you'll be staying at for a bit. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, the, do, the three of you head back out the room. 
And this time you definitely tell, you're going to have to like guide the thing if you want to be stealthy or if you want to just, are you, are you trying to be stealthy or are you just going to go out guns blazing right now? Maybe we should poke our heads out first and see what's going on out there and then decide. That's a good idea. All right. Yeah. I'll say that you, you can just go back onto the hallway and look out like a little uh, a window to like the platform area. Hey, Gary, do you have that guitar pick still? I do. Uh, why don't uh, you hand it to our friend here? All right. Here. Hold on to this, buddy. Okay. Uh, you see it, it, just, it just holds on to like the little pick with like its, its fingers like clutching it to its chest. Don't worry, buddy. We'll protect you. And He's so cute and innocent. All right. So, yeah, as you look out like the little window to the platform, you definitely see, you see like the smaller troll is out on like the one of the platforms of where you came from. And it's right now it's surrounded and it's like just pointing and gesturing wildly up, up towards you. Sir Nick will wave back at him. You see, you can't really hear it from this distance, but you definitely tell it's it's definitely trying to like point and point in your direction. Turn around and look. <laughs> yeah, it's no one behind you. It's just you. I th- you think it's you think you realize it's pointing at you, to the to the ideists who are surrounding it. I got a bad feeling about this. And so yeah, you see some of the uh, the people on the platform turn and look, follow the uh, you know, the uh, direction the troll is pointing at, and they see you, and they start running back up towards you. And when Sir Nick says, I've got a bad feeling about did you say that, Sir Nick, or do you just think it to yourself? Oh, he said it and okay. began dr- drawing his sword. The moment Gary sees him draw his sword, he's texting his guys, yeah, guns ablazing now, please. <laughs> so yeah, and now you definitely tell like they're, they're looking for you now. They know you're, here. You know, they know you're there. Sir Nick turns to Jesse and says, ah, damn it, we've, we, we paid him to lead us here, but not to not sell us out once we got here. Definitely, you have oh. to tell it's it's a smaller troll, not the big one. Oh, wow. still, the four of you are just gonna you know make your way to back towards the uh, you know, back where you came from. Yeah, kind of like make some sort of like defensive formation around our new friend to kind of like escort him out. You know, so you start moving, making your way down, and then like you hear footsteps running up, and then you see a group of like three people. They got like you know several like guns, and you see one good person. You see the battle axe guy is up there. Are these Gary's guys or are these the deists? Deists. And they just say, step away from the Minotaur. I'm a gander. I have to show him what's what. All right. So, yeah, with that, Gormagander just, you know, it slithers its way down your arm and then drops to the floor. But as it's dropping to the floor, it just starts swelling in size. And eventually, you know, there's like a very, like, about as big, big around as like a crocodile-sized snake on the floor right now, hissing at the uh, people. Any update from my guys? Yeah, they definitely say, like, you know, they're, like, you know, four, five minutes out. They'll be there very soon. Hurry the fuck up. All right. The th- as the two groups sort of face off, you see the battle axe guy. He sort of, like, looks at the snake, adjusts his grip on the axe, then he charges. So Nick's going to step in front of the Minotaur and take up a defensive uh, position and try to deflect any blows coming towards him or the Minotaur. All right, so yeah, by the way, can you all give me uh, your initiative, which I believe is cunning plus your appropriate skill, combat skill. One success for Jesse. Two successes for Gary. And is that two successes for Nicholas? Yes, it is. Sorry. All right. So now I'm going to roll for the DS, and they only have one. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, fir- the bad last guy attacks first, and so Nick, you're blocking it, right? Correct. So yeah, them making a full defense. So I believe that was the appropriate. So like your might roll or or stamina roll, uh, it was stamina, I believe. Yes, just double that. However many you have in stamina, and double that, and that's your roll. 
Nope. Uh, is that a botch? I think that's a botch. All right, so yeah, they only got one success. So luckily for you, it's not horrible. You you block the battle axe, but then like the, the force of the swing is so hard, it actually pushes your sword back onto yourself and it cuts your shoulder press from the pressure of it. When it's Gary's turn, he's going to kick battle axe guy in the nuts. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I think, yeah, but we'll just say, yeah, you, you can go next and you do that. You just give me a roll for that. It's like your might plus close combat. Three successes. That's enough to get him right in the, right in the soft part. So yeah, you, you kick him right there, and he he just goes he goes a bit limp for a moment. Jesse, it's your turn. All right, Jesse's going to first. This was supposed to happen like at the beginning of the combat scene. Is activate his fortress knack skill. All right, and his charge will of course be the minotaur. All right, and he is going to try guarding it with like his body. Okay. So you're just doing defense right now for your turn, or? Uh, well, no, I just need to get a knack skill roll. And oh, I, I see want that. it to be like stamina plus, I guess, close combat. That would be appropriate, yeah. All right, four successes. You got it. So yeah, I have a couple of stuns, which I will, which I may use whenever an attack tar- targeting me doesn't hit. Okay. All right, so what's the situation? Is there anyone near the Minotaur right now? No, right now it's like basically there's you three. Basically, there's the Minotaur, there's you three, there's the Snake, and then there's the cultists, or the deists, sort of the anti-cults, I guess. All right, I guess I'll order you Roman Gander to help Sir Nick. All right. Yeah, and then I'll take up a defensive position near the Minotaur. Like, if anyone comes to him, I want to, like, smack him. Okay. Prepare that. So are you going to attack with Gorbin Gondor this turn or are you just... Yeah, spe- definitely. Okay. So yeah, I'd say what, you make the roll appropriate for like Gorbin Gondor attacking. I think we said it was like, what, eight, nine dice? Yeah, eight dice, I believe. All right, so yeah, roll that. Two successes. All right, so yeah, that's enough for the snake to, you know, it's, it goes for the battle axe guy. It, it just, you see the snake just immediately just swallows his head, essentially. Nice. And he then the and Battleaxe guy is down for the count, leaving just two more uh, cult uh, deists behind him. And now it's their turn. So yeah, they're going to try and uh, attack Gormangander. All right. So yeah, now I think you can roll for Gormangander's defense. I'd say so. Like yeah, the, whatever you think his stamina would be, I guess. Oh okay. I guess that'd be like four dice. It's yeah. Like a big snake makes sense. It's one success. One of them, like, it shoots at the snake. You definitely see, like, some bullet holes appear in it. But it's nothing, nothing too serious right now, because it's just a big fucking snake. Right now, it is Nick's turn. I'm going to activate my fortress ability and heal the damage that I that got done to me by my own sword. All right, yeah. And then just attack one of the guys with the guns. All right. Give me a might plus close combat. And I'll have two enhancements for protecting my talisman charge. So that'd be total four. That's enough. Yeah, you definitely, you, you hit the guy and I'll say, yeah, you just, you cut off one of his hands. And knock him back? Yes. Or? Yeah, actually, I'll just say, yeah, for now, he, he is knocked back down like several rows of stairs. So he's out of the fight for now, but he. he yeah, that negated a bunch of armor. So <laughs> goes flying down the hall. <laughs> and so now it is Gary's turn again. Gary's going to grab the battle axe from battle axe, dude, now that he's done. And he's going to take a swing at the closest other opponent. All right. So give me a might plus cold combat. 
you get a plus one enhancement for this because of the battle axe. No successes. All right. So yeah, you you swing, and unfortunately for you, the, just the weight of the thing is enough. It, it you're not used to this. Like, it's big and bulky, and you you swing, and you just sort of you don't you don't really brace yourself properly. You just sort of like twist your it it's it you just miss completely. Sounds about right. Gary's a lover, not a fighter. All right. Yeah. Now it is Jesse's turn again. Just gonna walk up to him, like take him by the neck, and just crack his head into the floor. Give me that close combat and might roll. Three successes. All right, yeah, so that's enough. You 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 slam them down to the ground, and you definitely tell they're still conscious, but they're they're down at the fight for now. They're just like they just look around you. They're like bruised, you know, but they're just like they just put up their hands up. I just yeah, they give up for now. Jesse turns to the Minotaur and like, oh, have they done anything? Or what can you tell me about him? They they put me in cage. They give me bad food sometimes. Sometimes they hit me if. I try to leave, or if the magic doesn't expand properly. All right, all right. Well, let's get going. All right, so, yeah, the four of you start running down the hallway, and at this point, at this point, you actually, uh, Gary, you hear off of this, you hear some of the, the war cries of your guys, find that they finally have come through, and there's just no more, you hear more gunfire and just chaos as fighting erupts down below. And as you're running through the place, uh, Nick, you look. You're running through. You stop, and you you feel a presence in a in the room that you run by. Nick will do one of those. Uh, he'll run by the the opening of the door, and then do one of those where he stops, turns around, and kind of peers into the doorway. And you definitely tell it's like it's almost like when you went when you visited your uh, mother's uh, domain for the first time. It's almost like, and you saw the sword of Excalibur. It's almost like this aura coming out of the room. Uh, Nick will sheath his sword and then walk carefully towards this aura. And you look in the room and you see there's it's like a, a safe with like, and you see like the aura is coming from inside the safe. Is it a big safe? Uh, it's about, you know, four feet high. It's kind of a big safe. Jesse, Jesse, come here. Yeah, what's that? Um, It's important. I need your help. Okay. And then he kind of like, points at the is it like one of those turn ties turn yes turning locks are you able to get in here sure let me try he sort of puts his ear to it it's a, that's definitely a, a cunning and subterfuge role for that four successes you d- almost didn't get this one you you you're like you're, you're twisting and turning and it almost feels like at times like fake clicks come up and try to like fool you and stuff and then you finally you know, click, click it open and up inside, you see like looks like this like a rag wrapped around something. You can't really tell what it is. Certainly thinks he knows exactly what it is, and kind of like kneels down by um, Jesse, and he kind of like brings his hand and kind of like almost like pets the the rag. Yeah, you definitely feel like it's some a metal shard or something in the rag, just from the feeling of it. That kind of feels like he's almost unworthy um, to touch it, so he kind of like holds his hand on the rags and then looks at Jesse's like, thank you. Thank you very much. And he kind of like, without unwrapping it, kind of just like takes it and starts bringing it towards his bag and without even opening it up, puts it inside. It's like <sighs> almost lovingly as he's, that he seems to be doing this. Jesse, as, as you're seeing that, you, you definitely tell like, you kind of, you know, a part of you, you see, you, you definitely tell that there's some kind of treasure in that thing. And a part of you, you want that treasure. But you also, at the same time, you feel like, you know, there's this weird feeling that you know 
Nick is supposed to have this. So right now, you're sort of like, if, like two parts of you are sort of like warring. Part of you wants to just take that thing for yourself, and part of you wants to you know, let Nick have it because that's what he's supposed to, he's supposed to be the one to get it. Nick, what was that? I thought we were supposed to share loot. Uh, when uh, Jesse talks about sharing the loot, um, Nick's eyes kind of like open and like kind of flash, and he activates the his like fear passion a little bit. He's like, not this one. Uh, so yeah, just you definitely see Nick is is trying to you know get you to back off, trying to intimidate you. Oh, that's not gonna work on me, Nick. But you know what? Um, you owe me one. Next artifacts just between me and Gary. Nick nods and then uh, rises. I thank you very, very much. You you'll get your due for this. And then uh, whatever. He Let's get out of here. Nick extends a hand to help uh, Jesse up. And Gary checks his GoPro to make sure it's still recording. <laughs> yeah, Jesse takes it. Also, Nick, actually, I have the perfect idea, Nick. Keep the artifact, but you're joining the fight club. It's that, that's, if that is the boon that you wish, that is the boon you'll still get for a year and a day. Yeah, with yeah. a year and a day for you. It's a very story, to, um, like story fairy tale sort of thing for yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. something among the fairies to last for a year and a day. All right. So, yeah, now... After that little side thing, the four of you, you, you get back down to the uh, ground floor and you definitely see like there is a fight going on. And you see like the berserkers have like sort of cut, cut a path through the uh, deists. And you definitely tell that there's a, you, if you want to, you can either join in the fight or you can just make a break for the. Uh, I'm going to cheer them on. Oh, boys. All right. So you're just going to stay, stay, give them support or you're just going to. Cheer on from this. Are you actually going to do anything to support them? Or are you just cheering them on? No, Jesse's just cheering them on. We Gary's going to cheer them on and make his way to the exit. Hey, you, you are demigods. You could totally bless them with stuff to make the fight easier. Bless their weapons with like frost or something. All right. Yeah. Because if you really want to, if you want to go full on for that, that's the co- that will cost you a legend if you want to just imbue that stuff. Yeah, just, just imbue it. I mean, Jesse just wants to see a cool fight, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'll get you to spend this legend one of these days. You could definitely uh, just bless our weapons. Yeah, you could definitely do that. I mean, so yeah, Jesse, legend makes sense, but it you can, has it's, to be, it's, like, it's imbuing the legend. I'm sorry, imbuing. Yeah. So you don't have to spend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like spending a legend, you know, sure, but it has to be appropriate to the situation. Fine. Besides, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that hard to get it back. You just either yeah. have to make a small sacrifice first time or else just get us fate binding. As simple as that. I thought fate bindings were like super annoying to get or like, well, Hey, you, you get to pick up, but you get to pick what you get. Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. So anyway, so yeah, you, you definitely, you reach into like the, your, your, your uh, supernatural blood and you, you feel like this almost like, Oh, if you look, the power surge through you and you, the, the you see the berserker weapons, they sort of like are tinged with like frost. And you definitely tell like, yeah, now the, there's, the, even though they were winning before and now they're, now they're just, ha- it's way more one-sided. Jesse's just like commentating it, you know, just, just for Gary's GoPro. It's <laughs> like, and look at him go. Oh, he sliced him in half. Perfect combo. <laughs> this is totally going to end up on the YouTube later. Gary's just trying to get the Minotaur to the exit. Let's get him to safety. So yeah, I'll say yeah, I won't make any make it make you do any rolls for that. So yeah, you know, Gary, you managed to uh, you know sort of push the Minotaur out towards the tunnel, 
and the berserkers just sort of you know drive off the uh, deists once they don't you know take down or kill they just start running away in different t- directions and so yeah that, then the, you know the fight's over now and yeah there's several quite, several dead bodies on the floor and you st- you still got all eight rem- if you're remaining berserker bodyguards Sporting a couple of cuts and uh, bruises, and one broken arm. You fought well today. You would have entered Valhalla if you died. Here's yeah. in healthcare on me. Now let's get the hell out of here. So yeah, th- I'll say yeah. You you, th- you don't have to make a roll for this. You just you just start making your way back out to the uh, tunnels. And actually, you find as you leave the place, you when you turn to look back behind you, it's almost like the overlay like i said before how like the the subway station was like overlaid on top of like this cavern thing you see like the overlay is sort of like fading away it's sort of like shrinking and then as you get further and further you get down the tunnel you see that like the uh almost like the the lit room sort of like just starts to fade from existence and then eventually it just vanishes the further and further you get and then you eventually like you know the the tunnels start to like sort of like shrink in and they sort of like become straighter and less chaotic and you almost feel like the magic is like receding back into the minotaur this feels weird it does and so yeah eventually you after you like another hour of just running through the tunnels you make it back out into the sunlight where do we come out you're back in uh, the canal where you started out with it back in arizona nice so what's your name, Maze Maker? Stereos. I'm named after the 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 first, and the usually sort of just like bows his head, the first of our kind, the Asterios. Asterios, yes. All right. Well, let's get you to our our castle. Well, not our, but Nick's castle. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you for this. And then once you see him in the sunlight, it's definitely he. What's what human skin he has? It looks pale. And you definitely tell, now that you get a better look at him, he looks a bit, his skin almost seems like sag on his face. He looks a bit thin. You want to stop by for some food? Yes. Yes, I would, I really enjoy some apples. Or if you have any, uh, he lists off like some Greek uh, recipe, food stuff. I think there's a Greek recipe or something. No meat, he just, no meat, please, no meat. I, I can't stand it. Can't stand the taste. All right. Sion is a very special story arc for me. While I was a Twin Cities by Night fan from the very beginning, it wasn't until I was invited to a Sion one-shot playtest that I got the opportunity to formally join the game. If you want to check it out, listen to Sion, A Light Extinguished, and its sequel, The Siege of Shadow Valley Ranch. <laughs>